Welcome to Permission to Fail, the podcast. My name is Bella Kaja and join me as I explore the stories about failures and how we can turn them into meaningful success. Each week, I discuss topics that matter to women and together with our experts in this subject matters, I hope you find strength amidst all life's challenges. This episode is in support of Two Feet Shoes, Singapore's first shoe brand to offer a wide range of shoe sizes of up to EU44. Apart from providing exquisite products at fair prices, their campaign Two Feet Gives Back is determined to create jobs and empower people to break the cycle of poverty. Their goal? To donate 10,000 shoes. Don't forget to also follow Sufi B, the mommy agent on Instagram, that's sufib.relta for all your asset progression needs. Stay in touch with Sufi B by calling her at 9172-2491 to learn more. Hi everybody, welcome to Permission to Fail. I am so excited have my guest here she's such a lovely person i've met her online and only online uh and that's the thing right that's the thing i wish i could meet you in person so who's my mystery ex person today we have none other than sufi b sufi welcome to our show sufi how are you sufi hi bella thanks for having me <laughs> it's so nice to have uh, it's so nice to have you here uh, I, I really am a big admirer of what you do and you know that I, I always text, uh, I always tell you how do you even do this like there's so many things that you're doing and and today's topic today's topics uh, uh, is really very very um close to my heart um, yeah. the idea of multitasking right uh, and the question for for you today is uh, resonates with a lot of my listeners uh, it's all about multitasking uh, and wearing so many multiple hats so before we get to the questions right Sufi um, how are we feeling today how are you I'm feeling really good um, yes it has been a very busy day but I'm super um, excited and stoked to be here with you so yes let's do this <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great so Sufi I understand uh, from our conversations and of course me spying on your Instagram, you are running two businesses. Wow, look yes. at that, two businesses. Tell us, Sophie, what exactly are these businesses? Tell, tell, me what, uh, tell me a little bit more about the businesses that you run. Okay, so Bella, as you know, I am the co-founder of Tufi, and Tufi is basically a um, local brand, shoe brand. And what I do is I lead the team in research and development for the products, um, the shoe, the designs, and all of that, as well as the marketing and branding of it all. So yes, and then the other end of the spectrum, my other business is the real estate business. And um, for that, basically, as you know, I'm a woman who is constantly on a mission. And that mission is to create greater understanding and awareness of the importance of growing one's wealth. And I really want to dwell on the asset progression for that. So for that, I do lots of content creation because I think that's part and parcel of um, making a big decision. You need to be well informed. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. Especially in this pandemic time. I mean, I have tons of questions, but I'll be very <laughs> selfish if I'm going to start asking about my own essay. <laughs> but we'll get to that. But we'll get to that. Yes. Um, so two free shoes. Wow. Uh, with so many followers. I mean, like, we are looking at 8,000 over followers, right? How long did it actually got you to grow the num- that number of followers? I know it's not easy. I work with social media. I work for social media. Um, and it's very challenging, um, you know, during especially this pandemic time. Uh, tell me more, a, li- a little bit more about what is the inspiration behind the shoe business. And from my understanding, this is, um, uh, this is co-founded uh, by two people, yourself and Melissa. So yes. what is really the story behind Two Fee Shoes? So basically, we started in 2018. 2018 and yeah. <laughs> so wow. alhamdulillah he has grown quite a bit um, and yes basically it started off with a personal problem you know when I was a little girl wow. I always had this problem finding the right shoes and then whenever I, I go to stores I will always ask for the biggest size I would not even bother looking at the designs it would just be the default question do you have what's your biggest size or wow. can you give me any of the largest size that you have you know oh. so basically what happened is that and most of the time, I'm left disappointed because they would say that they don't have the size that I want because my feet is too big and things like that. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, you know, ever since I was a little girl, I kept thinking about it. Like, there must be a better way and there, there must be other women out there experiencing the same problem as right. me. So, yeah. so, yeah, when I left the education industry, that was when I was telling myself, it is really now or never because I've been thinking about this idea for the longest time. Mm. And then that's when I spoke to my business partner She's also an um, ex-teacher. So, wow. so I talked no, to her about it. Wow, yeah. that. wow, wow. And then she shared the same sentiment. And then she, she's also passionate about business. So we talked about it and everything. And then we decided to, you know, let's do this. Wow. wow. So yeah, so that's how we started. So <laughs> Melissa and yourself, you guys are, you guys are teachers, educators, yes. right? Um, and and you've got, you guys outgrown that outgrown that industry and you decided yeah. you know what I'm just going to do business and it, that must yeah. have been scary because uh, teaching doesn't really give you a lot of any knowledge about entrepreneurship yes what, what, what is the inspiration for that jump like uh, apart from like uh, apart from a need like do you feel like uh, you know winging it giving it a go is something that is in, inside of you naturally do you feel like that actually I do um, it's something that even in when I was teaching right I kept telling my students about chasing after their dreams and doing more than what they're supposed to do than what the society expect them to do. And um, then it just, and then one day my student actually, one of my students actually asked me, Madam Sufi, what exactly is it that you want to do? I think there's definitely more, it's more than just teaching. And I was speechless. I was literally speechless. I couldn't answer. And then I started thinking about all the shoe business and things like that. And then that was when, you know, I told my husband when I came back, I need to do something about my life, you know? Yeah, yeah I think the students my, can see. Because <laughs> my student just asked me a very poignant life question, right? So I just like, uh, and, and that's not, and it's, it's, it's actually very common um, amongst, I, I feel like honestly, amongst women especially, right? Yeah. Like, um, we feel like there's always a need for, for to understand our purpose, to understand, exactly. you know, there's more to than just, you know, meets the eye. Um, yeah. And I, I always believe that women are multi-passionate. And this is the reason why I started yes. this podcast. And that is why I think you and Melissa, I think to grow the account from 2018 to where yeah. you are today, so many followers and the fact that Tufi is almost everywhere. Tell me a little bit more about some of the places that we can find Tufi. 
Right. Okay, so, sure. at, yeah. so at the moment we are at Takashimaya Departmental Store, nice. and then uh, we will we do have offers to go like Isetan and things like that. Yeah. So um, you know now is the pandemic period, yeah. so we want to be very careful with where we put the stocks and how yeah. you know. So yeah. mostly most of our women they they want fast free hassle free kind of convenience, yeah. so they tend to just yeah. buy online. Yeah. Once they know their size, they don't even need a physical store anymore. So yeah, yeah that's yeah, the beauty yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're so beautiful. Yeah, I mean like uh, toffee shoes. I mean like I just looking at it, they're so well made, so well designed, and so comfortable. And yes. I think that the the biggest unique selling pr- uh, proposition that you have is that you offer something that most shoe businesses do not have. Tell me some. Uh, tell me about a unique uh, selling proposition. Okay, so basically, right? Usually when you go to normal shoe stores, they have like seven sizes but at two feet we have 11 sizes all the way yes all the way from 34 to 44 some people wow. say i was crazy you know they say it's like because you have to buy stocks yeah 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 but, yeah, yeah. but to me there's no point starting a business if you're not mm. going to solve any problem so mm. that was something that we knew we had to do I love this. Yeah. I, I love this. Like I said, I think what you have uh, with Melissa and, and I, you guys yeah. are friends before or like close friends, close buddies. Like how does this work? Basically, we were not like friends to start with. We were just like uh, colleagues. We worked oh, together wow. and then the friendship started after after yeah. we left the industry. <laughs> I mean like this is, this is exactly what we mean about like uh, when women collaborate rather than compete. Yeah. This is exactly the beauty of your relationship with Melissa is that you made it work. Yes. And, and not just that, and uh, just to pick on the point about like how you feel very strongly about, and I'll, I quote you, right? You mentioned just earlier, uh, I mean, there's no point in starting a business if you're not going to help anyone. Yes, and I exactly. love that. I love that. Um, so tell me about Tufi Shoes' mission about giving back. Uh, I've not heard about the, the, the charity that you actually work for or, or you work very closely with. Uh, so walk me through that process about like what is Tufi, um, Tufi Shoes giving back? What does that mean? Okay, so basically, um, to me, my personal belief is that business is not a transaction. It's an opportunity to help humanity. So with that, right, I, you know, my partner also believes in the same thing. So we started Tufi Gives Back. So that means like, essentially, whatever shoes that we have, extra shoes, new shoes, shoes that um, are slightly defective, or shoes from our women when they want to donate shoes in order to get new shoes, mm-hmm. instead of throwing them away, we turn them into opportunities. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So, wow. so what we do is we want to keep them away from landfills. So what we do is we help to take all these shoes and give them to developing countries all around the globe. Mm. Yeah. And not only is it sustainable, I mean, I'm looking at this video. Look at, is that you? Is yeah, that that's you? me. <laughs> yes. And that's my wow. partner. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, so this is amazing. We're watching a video together right now and just watching this video and how you're carrying the boxes and it's just <laughs> three women. I, 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 I'm just... Um, I'm just, I'm just floored. I mean, like, look at that. Um, and and I, I believe strongly in your mission and this mission. And has it been successful? Is Two Fishers giving back? Like, a, um, has it been successful thus far since you started this campaign? It has been, like, it has exceeded our expectation because wow. women are coming to us to actually give their shoes. They want to repurpose their shoes and they wow. really believe in the mission. And wow. we feel really humbled by this because... Yeah, we really wanted to empower women out there, micro enterprise to actually start and get out of poverty to help themselves. And we are able to do that. And we are really, really humbled by that. Wow. Yeah. And the goal is to donate 10,000 10, shoes. I really hope that after this podcast, you'll be getting a lot more shoes. <laughs> yes, inshallah. 
<laughs> so this is a running campaign and this is something that yes. you are consistently on a lookout for more people to donate shoes correct definitely yes okay so so if anybody is uh, uh if anyone's listening right now and if they are keen to donate their own shoes um does it have to be only female shoes or like it can be any type of shoes it can be any type of shoes kids shoes male shoes anything any design any brand yes wow so wow. yeah That's right, people. Okay, so if you are keen to actually uh, donate your shoe, if you're keen to donate your shoe, uh, please, you know, please visit, um, you know, the website. It's Two Feet Gives Back. We are looking for any type of shoes that actually support in this really, really big mission. Melissa, yes. and I mean, like, I mean, if you're hearing this, I <laughs> am so proud of the both of you. This is amazing, amazing. Sufi, this is wonderful. Thank you, Bella. <laughs> so, so let's talk about, you know, multitasking right i mean yes. you have two fish shoes and it's been great i love the branding and all that um and then uh, i hear about this um you know you know you're a real estate agent and you're yes. a mom of two wow you're wearing a lot of hats you're wearing a lot of hats right um and i'm not a mom yet or at least not yet right um uh, yes yeah, soon soon so i i'm just really really curious the need to wake up in the morning put the kids you know um, yes. uh, you know make their breakfast make sure they are ready and then after that making sure they are doing their homework and i saw a snippet of the ig story of how you're working and your kid is just next to you and you are actually helping with homework and things like yeah. that wow i mean talk about burnout let's talk about burnout right and like the realities of burnout like uh, do you feel like sometimes you go like oh this is this is this is this is hard this is really hard yeah yeah Yeah, I've experienced that a lot of times, Bella. Like, you know, sometimes I question myself, why am I doing so many things? Like, what's the reason, you know? And sometimes when you get so tired, you get overwhelmed, and then you look at the kids, you you tend to get, like, frustrated with yourself. Mm. And that inner frustration sort of, like, eats you up, you know? And then I realized that the the reason for getting into business in the first place, for doing so many things, is actually for my kids. And then when I look at them, when sometimes I just take it easy, drop everything else and just look at my kids they they kind of like remind me of the purpose yeah and i think that's really important because if not i think i would be like i would have just give up yeah. i would have given up completely yeah so and you have two children i have right? two yes um, how old are they how old are they one is five the other one is seven look at that yeah. and how how long have you been married Um, eleven years this year, inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> and counting, and counting. <laughs> wow, look at that! Yes. So, so, so it is not easy. I mean, I, I can imagine. I can really, really imagine. And when you look at you and look at the children and go like, this is worth it. Like whatever that we have done for ourselves. When you look at the kids, what you're intending is you you want to leave a legacy behind. Yes. And and why is this important to you? Why is it no matter how hard it is? Like why do you keep how do you how do you keep pushing? I want to know the secret sauce, right? Like how do you keep pushing yourself, motivating yourself? That's a very good question, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> because because you know I'm I'm trying to learn because. It's it's not easy. It's really not easy because like uh, we are in business together, right? Yes. Uh, and we want to support each other. And and I have down days myself. I be like, you know what? Today I literally just want to do my gardening, and I don't want to do anything else. Yes. And 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 that is at the level of like I really want to be selfish for myself, right? But as a mom, you you don't you don't get that. And I know this. 
You don't get, you don't really get that, right? And that is why they say women, especially mothers, and especially mothers who run businesses, you are amazing. And I celebrate women like you. But the question is like, what is your secret sauce? Like, how do you actually, um, you know, stay, um, you know, stay motivated? Because different women have different styles. Like for me, I like to just water my plants and I'm happy, you know. But what is your style? How do you actually keep yourself going? Well, for me, I think, you know, when I experience burnout or having like a downer or things like that, yeah. what I tend to do is um, I do talk to my husband a lot. Nice. Yeah, I talk a lot to him. And um, sometimes there were times that I, I wanted to give up everything, you know, but, you know, no matter how exhausting it gets, the moment I know it's five o'clock, I need to fetch my kids, you know, I have to put on that, you know, happy face, you know, get all energized and you still got to do what you got to do. You know, and there are days that sometimes you just feel like lazing on the sofa and not do anything. Like yeah. you can drop your business for a day or two, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just put yourself first because self-care yeah. is important. Yeah. But you can't do that with your kids, like what you said. It's really yeah. true. And, and, you know, I'm still learning. I'm still learning how to manage that. I'm still learning how to find that uh, balance in giving quality time to my kids because that's why I entered business in the first place. I want to ensure that I can control my time. I want to yeah. ensure that I can have quality time with my kids. Wow. So yeah, so I think the secret sauce is, even though my kids are still young, I do talk a lot to my seven-year-old and he's very, very wise for a seven-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So sometimes when my husband's busy with work, I would just talk to my son, you know. Sometimes I would literally break down, cry in front of him and wow. he'll be there to just, you know, hug me and he would say things like, mommy, you're doing great. Wow. Sometimes you beat yourself down. I'll say things like, no, 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 I'm not doing as good as or as great as I want to and he will actually help me and say no mommy you're the best mother oh my and, you know, gosh things like that I, I know kids you know they <laughs> tend to say things like that but it really means a lot and yeah it just put things into perspective and it, it yeah. makes me realize that hey you need to slow down you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, get, I'm getting teary-eyed. <laughs> I will cry if I go I, on. So. <laughs> I'm getting, you're, you're telling me your, your seven-year-old boy is so wise that he just Please. understands you and is yeah. so intuitive. Uh, and, and, um, and, and, and I say this because uh, my husband, he actually shares a very deep connection with his mom. Right. Ah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not too sure whether it's a it's a it's a boy thing or like a boy's closer <laughs> to moms. I'm not too sure, but I definitely am closer to my dad, and I don't know. Mm. I don't know whether it's a gendered thing, but uh, but but I think that the the very idea of when women, you know, we we don't we don't have permission to fail. <laughs> That's the thing, right? Yes, exactly. We, we we don't we don't really have permission to fail and that is why you know this conversation is to encourage women to fail forwards right yeah. is to is to look back and go like it's okay if today is a bad day with a kid it's okay if today is not a really good day for yourself you know um and and the idea is to pick, pick ourselves up yeah. and i admire that of you and i think this is like uh, amazing the fact that you're here and you're sharing and you're bearing your soul uh, with me and my listeners i i, I really uh, appreciate that i really really appreciate that what about your five-year-old? If she hears this, what are you going to say to her if she hears this from mommy? Like, yeah. <laughs> because she's going to hear mommy for the first time on Spotify. She must be excited. <laughs> yeah. My five-year-old is like a carbon copy of me. She, she oh. emulates everything. So I'm constantly on my laptop and she, that's what she does as well. She'll put oh. her laptop and she'll be like <laughs> typing away. <laughs> a mini businesswoman. Okay, yes. that's good. <laughs> Lady boss. 
Oh, that's good. That's good. They say they emulate. Um, you know, they they always say that like um kids learn from observation. Yes. And I and I'm a hundred percent confident that the fact that you're an educator, right? You are a natural born teacher, and this is this is natural for you. And even then, even if I say there's always something to learn, something new to learn about your kids, I am very very sure. Am I right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I mean like looking back, right? When you you know you have this conversation with me, and then you're looking back at like you know yourself, right? Today and what you were when you were when you were you know twenty years old, right? What does what would you say? To your twenty-year-old self today, I mean, you're a woman who wears multiple hats. You have two young children. You have a husband to manage, a household to manage, two businesses. What would you say to your twenty-year-old self today? Well, um, okay. So basically, as an entrepreneur, right, the learning curve I I realize that is super steep. It's very very steep, and then you start realizing that not all skills that you learn in school you can actually learn. That you can apply in real life today. So, what I would tell my twenty-year-old self would be to really get out of my comfort zone, to get out of the comfort zone, to really acquire skills that you cannot acquire in classrooms. You know, because the world is really your oyster. It's so huge, and there's too many things to learn. So, yeah. that is definitely a something that I would tell myself, and I would tell myself to not follow societal expectations, to really. Push past that to break glass ceiling to go where nobody has been, you know. If someone says it's not possible, just go for it. Yeah, that's what I yeah, tell yeah, myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, uh, and and that is not easy as as yes. a young millennial, right? Or uh, you know, Gen Z, for example, today, yeah. especially today, right? Wow, the challenges. I, I I'm very sure if you are an educator today, it will be really really hard because like the the they question everything. They question yeah. their purpose. They question mental health. They question their finances. They question a lot of things. Ah, uh, but I like the fact that you said that um the world is your oyster. And when the world, you know, technically, when you cannot travel anywhere, <laughs> then they go, and then the kids are gonna like, yeah, but you know, I can't learn from any anything. But there's always there's always technology. Right. There's yes. always mentors. There's always um. There's always you know people that you can learn from. So so I I just I'm really really curious if you get to spend some time right um with someone really inspirational uh it can be anyone it can be anyone um who would you like who would you like to learn from so that you can become a better entrepreneur a better mother who would you actually have to uh, like to have um uh, you know lunch with you know uh, 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 you know to to actually learn nuggets of wisdom from this person um actually there's a few oh there's a few people actually nice um, okay okay uh okay guy is it is i don't remember his name ah okay 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 so i watch shark tank a lot so, okay okay, okay, okay. Of course. I, yeah i watch shark tank too okay nice okay what's his name ah uh, kevin mr wonderful mr uh, yeah kevin, kevin o'leary yeah, okay yes. okay you would you would spend time with him <laughs> yes i definitely will Whoa. i want to because yeah, i think he's okay. very I what I like about him is that he is so honest with his opinion, and it's always about you have to make your your time count, you know. And if it's not, it's not just about making money lah. But if if it doesn't make sense, if you're not helping anybody, you're not helping yourself, then there's no point doing it. So I like how um how realistic and practical he is. So I would definitely love to spend time with him. <laughs> wow, I'll join you. <laughs> I'll join you, and 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 that's the thing. I I feel like um you know 
you are absolutely right to say that the learning curve of entrepreneurship is so steep. There's not even a playbook. There's not even like a, exactly. a thing that you have to read. Or because I think Two Fishes is your MBA. Am I right? Yeah. Yes. Two is really the MBA. You are living it. You are breathing it. I just, I saw you pushing the cards. You are packing things. I mean, like you're living, breathing the business, and this is enough of an experience. And do you feel? And this is another question, right? I'm just curious. Do you feel like you're confident to start a brand new business if you put your mind to it? A completely new business? Yes. Wow. I, I think the first step is always the hardest. And then uh-uh, everything yeah. else is like, inshallah, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, believe, I believe so. Yeah. So watch out, world. If you're listening to this, Sufi, is, this is just a start for Sufi. Yeah? I, I, I'm, I'm really amazed. Uh, and there's a lot to learn from you. So, um, and, and we were having that conversation uh, prior to this. And we were talking about like, uh, you know, what, what are, what are the biggest reasons why, you know, why do you pick up this brand new skill of like, uh, of real, real estate? Because real estate has been going on for a really long time. Uh, yeah. Tufi has been around for quite some time, but you have been passionate about this internally for really some time. So tell me, what is, what is real estate? Uh, why real estate? And what does it mean to you? Okay, so basically, there was this one time when I was just sitting down, I was wondering, I was telling my husband, you know, what if like 30 years from now, for example, when we are in like our golden years and then what happens? Are we, are we going to be a burden to our kids? Wow. You know? And then yeah. I, I was telling him, I look at my parents and I see how financially independent, they have financial freedom, so to speak. And they're not burdening their kids. And then, and it's wonderful. Life is great. So I was telling my husband, there must be a secret to that. There must be a way for us now because cost of living is so expensive, everything's so difficult and we can't be slogging nine to five jobs or things like that just to get that money for to save for retirement, you know? So I was telling my husband there must be a better way. That was when I started researching and everything and then I tell myself, ah, so it's actually property. Property is yeah. the way to go. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because I never understood why, why, why people are so obsessed with upgrading. People are so obsessed with... Um, you know, changing homes every five years and things yeah, like that. Yeah, I heard that. that too. Yeah, I heard that too. They flip their homes. They, yes. They, they move in, they move out. That's, it's amazing. It's amazing. So yeah. Exactly. So that was something that I was telling my husband. Hmm, if people are doing it for the longest time, there must be something to it, you know? So that was when, you know, we, we started um, doing our research and then we right. approached a few people. We wanted to know more about it. So, um, and then, you know, fast forward, we, we did have like, a couple of bad experiences, you okay. know, with um, some agents and things like that. Because okay. I think me being me, I tend to ask a lot of questions. And yeah. I want to know from A to Z to make sure I'm making the right decision, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I, maybe some people, they're not very happy with that. So they, they kind of like, okay, put you aside. Next, you know. <laughs> You're not a fast transaction. Yeah. 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 yeah, so, yeah. so I was telling my husband, it's okay. We'll channel all that frustration and put it to good use, you know. Because I believe that bad experiences are just blessings in disguise. Mm-hmm. So... That's when I told my husband, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take up the license. I'm going to learn and I'm going to help the family do better as well as help other families who are out there who are looking to be financially free to, to better themselves, to plan for their retirement, you know, yeah. and yeah. Their legacy. So that's what I want to do. So, and that's what I'm doing. <laughs> and and, and uh, Sophie, I mean, like, this is, this sounds to me like you're such a resourceful person. You are what we call a go-getter right? Like if you want it, you'll do it. Has it been like that since you were young? Is this a general makeup of like what you were like, like, you know, growing up? Is that right? 
Actually, ever since I was young, um, you know, sometimes my mom, they would, my mom, she would like give tuition. She would put me in like tuition classes and things like that, but I would not go. I would tell her, no, <laughs> I was, that's I not was what I want. <laughs> I was also, and I will go every time, but you know, you won't go. <laughs> I won't go. And I was telling her, no, that's not what I want, you know? And then I would do things my way. I will find things that I want to do. If I don't want to do, then don't force me to do it. I would oh, say no. it's rebellious, but it's more of like, I know what I want. Yeah. And when I want something, I'll go get it. So my yeah. mom sort of like back off. She said, okay, she knows what she wants. So yeah, yeah she let me be. Wow. And yeah. Wow, wow. Was it like that with your dad as well? Or, or the, the dad was more of like a bit stringent. You're like, yeah, you can do it. But within a certain means. My dad is, I think because his, um, he comes from a Dutch family, right? So my dad is really open-minded. So he's uh-huh. really relaxed in that sense. He's lax in his parenting. He's like very supportive kind of dad. So yeah. it's more of like, daddy, I want to do something. Yes, you can do it. You're my girl. Go ahead. You know, things like that. So <laughs> good, good, I'm good. blessed for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So very, very open-minded. So you have uh, you have a Dutch background and then you have yeah. the, an, an Asian background. So yes. this is like two separate cultures altogether. I mean, like this is really interesting. I mean, and, and the values, but the values of fam, uh, f- familial values still remains. At the end of the day, I think our parents are doing whatever it takes to raise the kids. And I and and, and do you feel like um, the values that you're seeing how your parents raised you is how you're raising your children now? Uh, yes, actually. I think it's it's like, how do I say? It's like being passed down and you follow by example. Follow so, by example. Yeah. So it's like when I see my parents like that, I tend to do the same for my kids. You know, my son asked me one day, like, mommy, what am I going to be when I grow up? Wow. And then I looked at him, I was like, hmm, good question for a seven-year-old. Uh, <laughs> I said, you can be whoever you want to be, you know? Yeah. And then he said, I want to be a firefighter. Okay. I said, okay, can, that's possible. Yeah. You can yeah. review every year, you know, yeah. <laughs> you learn as much as you want. And, and, and yeah, and he was asking me, is it something that's given to you? So is it like, when you grow up, people will say, you have to be a teacher. You have to be a firefighter or things like that. And I tell him, no, son, no. It's really yeah. up to you. It's what you want to get in life, what you want to achieve in life. Yeah. That's when he go like, oh, cool. Yeah. So yeah, so I think that's the start like of many other conversations that we're going to have in the future. <laughs> this boy, yeah. he needs to be on my podcast. <laughs> he is so wise, mommy. You have taught him so well. The questions that we are getting from young children now, I mean, like they are so deep. Sometimes we, we are stumped. Like, we don't yes. know how to answer. Do you, do you feel like um, your children has taught you a lot more about life <laughs> you know, in their existence of seven or five years uh, than what we know as adults? <laughs> like, uh, I have to know this because I want to be prepared when you we're know, with my kids. Right? I, I need to know like the big question book. I need, I, need to, I, have, I need answers. So yeah, what do you think? Definitely, definitely. And you know, sometimes things that are beyond their, you would think it's beyond their knowledge, you know, yeah. like beyond their understanding, like yeah. for example, self-care. What would a seven-year-old or five-year-old know about self-care? You know, all they know is they get up, they eat, they sleep, they go to school and do whatever and play, you know? Yeah. But the thing is, I think that I know better about self-care. But I realized, no, actually, no. My kids know self-care and self-love way better than I do. Wow. And sometimes I'm so harsh, you know, on myself. Like, um, you know, you set certain expectations and um, standards and then you don't achieve within that day or something. And then you feel yeah. frustrated. You don't, you know, you feel really frustrated and you beat yourself down. Um, But the thing is, my son or sometimes even my daughter, they will say things like, mommy, we love you. You've done enough, you know, take it easy. Things like that. 
Wow. And then when I say, no, 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 it, no, I'm not good enough, you know, yeah. they say, no, yeah. mommy, you're great. Wow. The fact that they keep telling me things like that, it's like they're constantly reminding me to be kinder to myself. Yeah, and, and that's something that I think I overlook, I tend to overlook in life. Yeah. Yeah, I I think like as adults, right? To be very honest, I think we're so self-critical, and and and, yes. and I read this somewhere <laughs> that like uh, we as adults we are so blind. You know, you know, is it as uh, is it is a concept of like when we were growing up, right? As as a young kid ourselves, when we run, when we are at the playground, and then when we fall, um, and I, I was just having this conversation with um uh, someone earlier, and she said something like, "People clap for you and go like, it's okay, you know, you can come, you can come back up again, you can." Walk walk again you can run again and then as you get older we are so critical about our little our, our mistakes whether or not it's yeah. little or big we're so critical so I think this is really something that um, I, I'm really going to think very deeply about this because I think your children has just reminded me that like you know we take ourselves so damn seriously yes yes Bella right. I totally agree yes <laughs> and right. it makes life harder you know it when harder. it shouldn't be it shouldn't yeah. be that way yeah. yeah, and I feel like because we take ourselves so seriously, we tend to not want to fail, and 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 we we are so careful. We are too careful yeah. with a lot of our decisions that we we and and that's 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 what's gonna hinder progression. Yeah. Um, and and you're absolutely right. Um, you know, like with the with the children and what they are telling you and things like that. The fact that they can tell you to take a, a step back and congratulate yeah. yourself, mommy, you're doing you're doing well. They are absolutely wise. They are so wise, Sufi. Wow, wow. I know. So I, I, I mean, like this is amazing. And you call yourself hashtag mommy agent. Is that the inspiration? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it yes. definitely is. Yeah. yeah. The reason why I'm doing this, and you know, whenever I fall for me to get up, it's also my kid. So being a mommy to me, it's a great responsibility. And it's also the reason for existence, so to speak. Yeah. 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 And Okay. So tell me a little bit more about like, um, you know, your real, uh, real estate business. Okay. So the asset progression bit, I am very curious. So I'm just gonna, um, you know, just um, share with everybody what I know of, you know, just skimming through your website. You know, there's a lot of things that you're saying and your blog is amazing. It's up to date. Um, and then I, your website is beautiful. I love the colors that is on your website. Your Instagram is amazing. Tell us a little bit more about why focus on asset progression and what does it mean to be upgrading, right-sizing? Like, why do you want to focus on, on this particular niche uh, market? Yeah, so basically, okay, so so basically, I, I want to enter, I'm in real estate not because I just want to sell or buy houses for people. Yeah. It's, it's, more, it's more than that. There must always be a purpose, a reason of doing something. So, and that purpose for me is upgrading so that we can plan for our retirement. Yeah, so as I mentioned just now, you know, um, being a mother, I don't want to burden my kids in the future. So that's the thing that I know most, um, you know, parents also feel. And most of them are also concerned about retirement. How are you going, how are we going to save enough? You know, it's never enough because the moment you get your salary, you have to spend on for the kids, you have to spend for the household and things like that. So how do you actually have your pot of gold for retirement so you can actually enjoy your golden years? So that's the reason why I got into real estate. It is really to help people in asset progression so that they can move comfortably. They can enjoy the upgraded property. At the same time, they know that they are growing their wealth systematically. Yeah. So, so you're suggesting that anyone, anyone really uh, can actually have this opportunity to just talk to you 
and even if they are from a three bedroom flat or like they are from a mansionette or like a jumbo, it doesn't matter. But the idea here is that you want to help people who want to progress. Is that right? Yes, definitely. Because the key, the natural, the normal way that people usually want to do it is that usually from HDB, they will move to either a private condo or EC. But for me, there's no cookie cutter solution or strategy to this. It's more of like depending on your needs and your situation. So if, for example, you want to move from a three-room to four-room, three-room to EM, for example, it's possible. To me, as long as there's progression, you are on the right track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the idea that mental block, to be very honest, especially this pandemic. I mean... We all feel like, uh, oh, like uh, we are, we have lost a lot of motivation. To be very honest, right? We we, yeah. we think like you know you know we are so we are so afraid to make the next move. We yeah. are so afraid to trust someone who 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 is just literally you know who might even advise us wrongly, right? Yeah. So from my understanding of my private conversations with you, uh, and we talked about like you know how we can we can really grow our assets and things like that. You know, you have a very unique method of like you know walking someone through um that consultation, and I like that. I like that personal touch. Is this something that you feel very strongly uh, with the fact that every single person deserves your attention? Because not every realtor is like that, and this is why I'm so surprised, Sophie. You would really go out of your way. So has it been hard in the journey, like um, you know, trying to find the right audience? Trying to find the right customer, trying to find even, um, you know, the right people who can trust you. Has it been hard, especially in this pandemic? Um, yes, actually, um, it's quite challenging in a sense that because not everyone really wants to sit down and plan their life. Sometimes it's more of the fear. It's the fear that's stopping them, you know. And I've met clients out there who, once I go through with them and things like that, they are actually surprised at their capabilities to actually upgrade to a better performing property and but the thing is that most of them they would want time because why they they think it's too fast so they need time to digest to understand what's going on so you know that is something I do encourage I do encourage my clients to take time to not rush to not be impulsive because it's a big decision but at the same time I also tell them that it's important to make decisive decision when the time is right because you know when it comes to property time is of the essence yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and you know most of my clients they were saying that you know it's currently we are experiencing a pandemic, you know, and pandemic you know it's a crisis. When there's a crisis, when it comes to property, it's actually different. When there's crisis, there are opportunities. So that is actually the best time. I've been telling my clients is the best time to upgrade. Why? Because houses are considered considered uh, affordable now. Okay. Why? Because the interest rate are at this lowest all time low. So when that happens, everything becomes cheaper. And then, you know, I will also give them all the market trends analysis research, which I will go beyond what I'm supposed to do because I want my clients to be well-informed. I want them to really understand what they're getting themselves into and to feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah that, that was what I didn't get. I didn't get that when yeah. I wanted to make that decision. So. <laughs> so you decided to, you know, do it on your own. Wow. Yes. Wow. This is amazing. I mean, like, um, I, I've seen your videos and I've seen, you know, like how, you know, how, how you speak and, and how you are on videos educating all of us about, you know, the different loans and things like that. And the very fact, and, 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 and I am trying to remind myself as I'm talking to you right now, that you're such an expert at wearing multiple hats. It, it's like a switch and go like, all right, I'm a mommy now at seven. 
7 a.m., right? <laughs> and you go down the stage and go, all right, all right uh, okay, I am the entrepreneur now at 2 p.m. And it's, 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 it's a never-ending, um, you know, it's a never-ending, uh, you know, never-ending um, purpose, right? Yeah. You have a purpose. And like I said, after speaking to you, I really can feel like you, have, you've, you grew up, you know, you know, you have those, you have the ability to be truly, truly a go-getter. And, and this is amazing and so, so inspirational. I, I just have to tell you that this is amazing. Yeah. Oh, I'm so humbled. Thank you. <laughs> so, Sufie, I mean, like, um, you know, if there is any advice truly for any women who's listening to this, and if they, if they either they want to join, you know, the real, uh, the real estate business, if they want to start their own home-based business or even any business, right? You know, let's talk about sacrifices because only someone who has gone through it only someone who has walked you know through the fire uh, would know that it is not easy right um talk to me like talk to me about a time in your life where you know that you know that moment of you know the moment of like before you enjoyed that sweet success this is the never before told story about what i had to go through to get there um because we want to make sure that when 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 listeners are truly listening in they understand that feeling forward um, is valid i want to yeah. make sure that they feel like you know it's okay if i don't get this right tomorrow is another day so walk me through that process of like you know i had you know that you went through a really tough period but you got out of it yeah i think it's definitely when i first started my first business which is Tufi. yeah and so basically i left the education industry and then you know with no stable income it was really a leap of faith um with two really young kids at that point in time. So it was something that I think, you know, some people would say it's very risky, but I knew that it was like either I, I, I will succeed or I fail, you know, either or. So, and, and I left no room for failure at that point in time, but I did fail. <laughs> to be honest, I did fail. Um, the business, were, it was like trying to pick up. It was difficult to, to, to actually get that traction. It was really difficult the first year. And um, to be honest, we didn't draw any salary. And it was just like hustling, hustling day and night, day and night, day and night. And um, I really wanted to give up. And I, I was telling my husband, you know what? I think I'll just go back to school. Wow. You know, I'll just be a teacher again and continue with life as per normal. No, yeah. go to school, teach, come back. Yeah. <laughs> And then my husband looked at me and he, he told me, no, that's not what you want to do. No, my wife's better than that. No, you will not be happy because at the end of the day, you're just doing what you think you must do, but not what you want to do. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I, there were many, many, many instances where, you know, my business partner and I, Melissa, we just hug each other. We just cry. And then we were in our warehouse. We just look at all the shoes and we were wondering who's going to buy them. We've had people telling us our shoes were too expensive. They were not, um, like nobody will buy them, you know. But then we told ourselves, no, no, we just need to persevere. Just keep going. Then yeah. there will be somehow an like a light at the end of the tunnel. And then, yeah, and then we got a break. Um, and Alhamdulillah, we grew. We grew. We got uh, more offers to enter malls and departmental stores. And then... You know, we've got lots of different offers coming our way and sales picked up and, and everything's just falling in nicely. So, yeah, yeah I guess um, the thing is when we've reached that point, that lowest point, when we thought that everything's gone, 
there's there's no hope. I think if I had given up or just dropped everything, I would not be able to experience any sort of success at all. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I think that 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 grit, that resilience to just keep going, and to have a partner that is like a rock, I think plays a really important role. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow, um, it sounds to me like Melissa and your husband, they are very close to you. Like they, they share your dreams, yeah. they share your success. Uh, so um, Melissa, if you're hearing this, Sophie's <laughs> husband, if you're hearing this, like this is amazing. I mean, like we have a warrior um, who will go through all of this and she's doing this for you. And this is amazing. And I... And I have to say this, a lot of times when, uh, as a startup, right, when we first initially, um, you know, start the business, we have this big ideas of like, all right, somebody's going to buy my shoes, someone's going to like, you know, buy my service. We have these big dreams and big ideals. And and when it's crickets, right, yeah. and the reality of how much investment, and in this case, your time, your passions, your energy, and, and the fact that you took a risk to do this uh, and, and leave your job, I I don't think many women would want to do that, right? It's not yeah. it's not something that is just like, all right, I'm just gonna do this. Uh, I have two kids, and and um, it's very very hard. But you are tenacious, and I feel like Sufi B is a person who is a go getter, has great resourceful and incredibly tenacious, which is something that I'm gonna I'm I'm learning from you. I am really learning from this conversation. I'm learning from you how tenacity allows me to fail forward um, yeah. and be okay, right? Yeah. So if you had to advise um, any women who's listening to your stories right now, let's just say, let's just say she does not have a supportive network. Let's just say she doesn't have a supportive husband. Let's just say she doesn't have a best friend or a working colleague like you. Do you think she, she should start this business or should she, should she start anything at all? I think she should definitely start something. I think it starts from, it's an internal drive and anything outside the support system, if you can't find it within like your family, your friends, there are lots of organizations out there. Talk to women who have done it. Talk to people who have done it successfully and learn from them. Just expose yourself to these people because they will then form your support system. And I truly believe that when women support women, incredible things happen. Yeah, so go yeah. for it, man. <laughs> yes, and 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 I feel like, of course, um, um, the the fact that you know, the fact that you mentioned there's light at the end of the tunnel, I like that. I like 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 that because you see, we can't know what is success until you go through it, and success yes. is defined in many many ways, right? In this case, there's a lot to celebrate about two feet. There's a lot to celebrate about your relative business. You know, everything is going on the up. Right, and and this is a remarkable, um, you know, uh, a remarkable trajectory of where you started from. Uh, you must be like every time. Do you go to sleep and go like, wow, did I just do that? Do you have moments like that, Sufi? <laughs> yeah, sometimes I tell my husband, like, is it really my business, or you know, it's just I'm just working. Yeah, sometimes you work so hard you don't realize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sufi is featured on her world. Right? Yes. You are at Takashimaya and so many other platforms. There are so major retail stores. I mean, like, what, what, what was it? I mean, like, you must have like a really proud moment. This is your next baby. 
this is our next yes. baby right yes. wow wow all right i mean sufi it has been wonderful it has been so wonderful to speak to you i hope that your story will inspire more women to actually take that up to take that to take their you know ambitions up to actually tell themselves that they can do it because sufi you are i mean like from the the story of you know how you actually raise the children and i will never forget this story i will never forget your your boy story this is this is the honest truth right uh, the way you raise the kids uh, i like the fact that you know i like the fact that when i look at your instagram profile and for those who are listening right you can visit her on her instagram uh, you know her website and things like that because it's it's so authentic and i i like that of you so thank you sufi um uh, for being here today i mean like if anyone who like to learn who likes to learn more about uh, uh sufi's business please visit tufi shoes on instagram and of course for her realtor business is sufi b realtor on instagram i mean like sufi this doesn't end here you mentioned you're going to start another one <laughs> if you can right <laughs> another baby or another business baby yeah <laughs> To be confirmed. <laughs> to be confirmed, yeah. <laughs> to be confirmed, yeah. Thank you so much, Sophie. It has been wonderful. Um, uh, and I, I really enjoyed this. And, and I hope that our listeners will tune in and find so much inspiration from you. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much Bella, for having me. 